strength like no other. Mm. There's an old song that says, if it wasn't for the Lord, what would I do? He's my strength. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's go to the book of Joshua. Hallelujah. Joshua chapter 1. was the scripture that was read earlier uh, in your hearing and the beginning of worship. Joshua chapter 1, verse number 2. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all the people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. And as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Hallelujah. I want to use for a thought today, being the best that you can be. Being the best that you can be. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the power of your word. I thank you, Lord, that when your word goes forth, it will not return to you void, but it will accomplish all that you desire. And I thank you, Father, that you prosper your word in the things that you've sent your word to. Thank you for sending your word to us today. And thank you for what your word is going to accomplish in our lives. Thank you, Father. Grant a fresh anointing of your spirit that I might preach under your anointing. It's in Jesus' mighty name that we pray and we trust in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 <clears throat> Being the best that you can be. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, God wants you to be the very best that you can be. You can't be me and I can't be you. Be the best that you can be. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now I'll say amen and we can go home. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Y'all don't believe that. Amen. <laughs> 
Hallelujah. Maybe an hour later, huh? Hallelujah. Amen. Mother's Day is today. Father's Day is coming up, a day we don't celebrate anymore. Children's Day is in June. You know, youth day, young people, elder people, black people, red people, white people, yellow people. God wants all of us to be the very best that we can be. Amen? Uh, I thought about a Mother's Day sermon, but this is what the Lord gave me. Amen. And this speaks to mothers, but it speaks to all of us. It speaks to all of us, and it behooves us just to pay, pay attention to the message today. Try to not let anything distract you, amen, uh, from hearing what the Lord has to say to us today, amen. Not only does God want us to be the best that we can be, but, but he's given us instructions in his word that will help us be the best that we can be, amen. That's God's desire for everybody that he created in his own image and his own likeness. Amen? Which is all of us. Amen. Whether people are, are quote unquote saved or unsaved, amen, God's desire for all of us is to be the very best that we can be. Amen? Except nothing less. Except nothing less. Amen. A less will be offered to you, but we have to get to the place that we say, I'm not going to accept less than what God has for me. Amen. Amen. And you know, I found out that if, if you read the word correctly and with discernment, you'll find that the word applies, amen, the same word will apply to many different situations in life. Amen. So when we look at this scripture, whereas God is talking to the Israelites about going into the promised land and taking possession of the promised land, this scripture also applies to us about being the very best that we can be in life. Amen. Amen. If we read the word correctly, we can see and, and read it with discernment as we go through the scriptures, we can see where God spoke specifically to certain people about a certain thing, but we can take the principle and we can apply that principle to our lives and it will change our very lives. Amen. Amen. So it's so important for us to hear this and it's so important for us to understand this. This speaks to the value of the Word of God, which I'll come back to in just a few minutes. You know, when we look at life, we see that life is difficult. Amen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Life is difficult. Amen. And, and, and because life is difficult, it is so easy for, for people to settle for less. Amen. You're going to face some struggles in life. You're going to face some difficulties in life. You're going you're to face some battles, amen, that you're going to have to deal with in life. You're going to face some struggles that are going to be really hard. You're going to face some inner turmoil, amen, some, some, some inner battles, amen, 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 uh, that, that you're going to have to deal with in life. You're going to face enemies in life, amen. Life is not easy. Because it's not just us and God. Satan is in the mix. Amen. He came to steal, kill, and destroy. Amen. So he does not intend for us to have an easy life. Does anybody understand what I'm talking about? You're going to go through some stuff in your life. Amen. Amen. You are going to go through some things in your life. Tell the person sitting next to you just in case you did not know. You're going to go through some stuff in your life. Hallelujah. 
Amen. And you got to learn to give God praise. Amen. You got to learn how to praise God in the midst of your struggles. That's why James says, count it all joy when you fall into diverse trials. You're going to fall into some trials in your life. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if you don't know how to count it joy, it'll get the best of you. Yeah, people might look at you and say, why are you so happy when things are so bad? And they think you're losing your mind. No, 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 no. I'm not happy because things are bad. I'm counting it joy in the midst of my struggles. I'm shouting hallelujah when I should be crying. I'm jumping and praising the Lord when I when people think I ought to be in bed depressed. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? Life is full of struggles. Life is full of hardships. Life is full of pain, glory to God. But in the midst of it all, glory to God, we can have joy. And we can be who God intended for us to be. In the midst of the struggles of life, we can be the best person that God has ordained for us to be. We've got to see this. And we've got to understand this so that we don't settle. Tell your neighbor, don't settle. Mm. Don't settle, don't settle, don't settle. You ought to grab him three times. Uh, grab him and shout it three times to him. Don't settle, don't settle, don't settle. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You see, you see, settling for what the world throws at you, what life throws at you, is your way to check out. I don't have to deal with it anymore. I don't have to deal with the struggles anymore. But what you don't realize is that you're still going to deal with some stuff. So don't check out. Stay checked in. Stay checked in. Amen. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, stay checked in. So keep your mind checked in. Keep your spirit checked in. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. You got to stay checked in. And you got to keep pushing. And you got to keep pressing in the midst of the struggles. You've heard us say this before, my brothers and sisters. You cannot get the juice out of the grapes unless you press it. Listen, I don't care how much that cake mixture looks good. I don't care how many ingredients you put in there to make it good. It's got to go in the oven. It's got to go through the heat. It's got to be baked, glory to God, and get done before it really tastes good. Some of y'all in the oven right now. Some of you still in the, some of you still in the, in the mixing bowl, amen, and God mixing you up. But let me tell you, when he finishes mixing you up, he's going to put you in the oven. Glory to God. He's going to bake you until you are well done. Hey, glory to the name of Jesus. Because he ain't finished with you yet. Hmm. There's something good 
that has to come out of you. Sometimes I think God, God, God does us, and I started to do this last night. I was hooking some dressing, and it wasn't enough in the pan. I started to pull it out of the bowl and put it back in the mixing bowl and cook some more bread, amen, and, and add to it, glory to God, and then put it back in the oven again. So sometimes I think God has to pull us out of the oven because we ain't listening. We ain't, we ain't paying attention. We're not doing what we ought to do. And he takes us out and mixes us up some more and put us back in the oven. That's why you can't think more highly of yourself than you ought to think. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let me tell you something. Since God put us in the earth realm to make a difference. God put us in the earth realm to make a difference. You're here to make a difference. Yeah. He put us here to impact the world in a positive way. Listen to me good. He put us here to impact the world in a positive way, all right? Not a negative way. We got to think about that. We got to think about the impact that we're making on our world around us. Now, we're not in Liberia right now. We're in York, South Carolina, all right, today. Now, God put you here today to impact the world that's around you today. Now, when you go to Rock Hill and you go to Charlotte or you go to Gastonia or Hickory Grove or, or Columbia, or, uh, not Columbia, uh, wherever you live, amen. <laughs> Elgin, amen, and Lake Wiley and all of these places, remember God put you in those places to impact the world around you in a positive way. Are y'all listening? Is everybody listening? So wherever you are, whatever you're going through, Remember, God put you there to, for you to impact the world in a positive way. And especially those of us who've received Jesus as our Savior and our Lord. Amen. We are positioned to make a greater impact for good in the world. So we can't afford to check out. We can't afford to check out. Y'all listening? Sometimes you don't feel like dealing with it, but you can't afford to check out. Got to stay checked in. Sometimes folk grew up you the wrong way, but you, gotta, you can't check out. You got to stay checked in. Sometimes in marriages, our spouses rub us the wrong way, but you got to stay checked in. You can't check out. You got to stay checked in. Because mm. just like they rubbed you the wrong way, you're going to rub them the wrong way. Mm. Lord, help us today. Because some of us think that, you know, we're just perfect. And we do no wrong. And it's all right what we do. We don't want nobody else to do anything. Mm. Lord, have mercy. Uh. Ooh, Lord, have mercy. Help us today. Help us today. Help us today, Lord. Help us today. Say, help me today, Lord. Mm. Say, I had a part in it. we get the revelation that we just get the revelation I had a part in it 
And I was reading my devotional yesterday, I think it was yesterday morning, a day before yesterday morning, and, and, and the guy was talking about criticism. And he said, what you got to learn to do, he said, what I he was talking about somebody who learned. When people came to him and start criticizing him in a negative way, he said, you don't know the half of it. Do you hear me? Did y'all get that? The man said when folks started coming to him and criticizing him in a negative way, he started saying to them, you don't know the half of it. You just know what you see on the surface. You don't know my mess. You don't know my dark side. Oh, I know you think you're saved. Yeah, we say, thank God. Amen. Oh, Lord, have mercy. He brings light in the midst of our darkness. Amen. So here we are walking around here and we thinking we all of that. You ain't all of that in a bag of chips. Bible says, don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to think, but think soberly as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. So rather than following out with people when they say negative things to you, just tell them you don't know the half of it. Uh, if I was like I used to be and some of the thoughts that still go through my mind, you wouldn't be standing here talking to me right now. <laughs> so, 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 really, you don't, want to, you don't want to know the half of it. Just criticize me. Just go on and criticize me for what you know. I thank God for what you don't know. I thank God what he, that what you hadn't seen. Criticize me for what you see. But glory to God. For the things that only God sees and only God knows and what God is still working on. Oh, that'll help some of us. Lord, have mercy. Yeah. Yeah. So don't, don't check out. Stay checked in. God put you here to make a difference. God put you here to be the best you that you can be. Amen? That's what he put you here for. He didn't put you here to be like me. He put you here to be the best you that you can be. The best person in this world who can be like me is my son who lived in the house with me. Amen? Who's seen what you don't see and know what you don't know. Most of y'all only see me on Sunday morning. So, you don't want to try to be like me. Folk used to say, I guess I better not say that. But, uh, (laughs) Lord have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'll say it like this. You see somebody say, I want to marry that person. You don't know. You don't know. Ooh, Lord, have mercy. That's why you have to let God put you together. Because if God didn't put you together, that's some stuff that you didn't know. It's going to start coming up. It's going to start coming out, and you don't have the grace to deal with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So, in the book of Joshua, in the book of Joshua, the, the Lord speaks to us uh, through the scriptures here in Joshua about being the best, uh, about you being the best you that you can be and about me being the best me that I can be. Amen? 
And it's really talking, it uses the word of success, all right? And, and God is speaking to Joshua as he's getting ready to lead the children of Israel into the promised land. And he's telling Joshua how he can be successful, how he can be a successful person, amen? As well as a successful leader. In essence, to be the best Joshua that Joshua could be. The best, amen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Truth is, if you are a successful person, <laughs> if you are a successful person, amen, you, you are a successful leader, amen, because success, amen, is, does not come without you being engaged with other people. If you're successful, there has to be some measure of your success, not just because you own a successful business. You cannot own a successful business without somebody being a part of the process. Somebody has to work with you. Somebody has to teach you. You know, you got to have some worker somewhere along the way. Amen. If, if you inherited millions of dollars, you had to inherit it from someone else. Amen. If you discovered oil, amen, even if you were Jed Clampett, who was in the woods, and shot into the ground, and up through the ground came a bubbling crew. Somebody had to create the gun, and some, somebody had to create the bullets. Are you understanding me? Amen. So, so success does not come, glory to God, amen. Success does not come in a vacuum with you all by yourself. Somebody was a part of the process. Amen? And, and, and even though somebody, as someone helped you, then you are going to employ other people. You're going to pour into other people. You're going to help other people. Amen? So others are engaged in the process of you becoming successful. Praise the name of Jesus. So now what does God say to Joshua that's critical for us today as we strive to be the best persons that we can be? Amen? The best you. Now this is about you individually. It speaks to all of us, but all of us should want to be the best me or you or I that you can be, right? We, ought to, we really ought to want to be the best. We don't want to settle. Amen? Amen. Amen. You're, you're, sometimes when you're younger, and we ask young people, what do you want to be in life? And many times young people have thoughts, dreams, and ideas of what they want to be. They've seen something in their parents. They've seen something on television. They, they, they've seen something in a school teacher and someone in the, in the, in the body of Christ. And they're, they're, they want to emulate them. Somebody has inspired them. Amen. And then somewhere along the way, stuff starts happening. Amen. And then they kind of settle. But God is saying to you today again, I just needed to come back over that. God is saying again to you, don't check out. And if you checked out already, check back in. All right, it's not too late. As long as there's breath in your body and, and blood still flowing in your veins, you can check back in. Amen. You can get back involved in the process because God wants you to be the best you that you can, you, that you can be. He doesn't want you to be the best Alfred that you can because you can't be me. But where you are with what you have, amen, amen, he wants you to be the best you that you can be. And mothers, God wants you to be the best mothers that you can be, amen. He wants you to be daddies. God wants us to be the best daddies that we can be. Brothers, God wants us to be the best brothers that we can be. And sisters, God wants you to be the best sisters that you can be. 
Amen? Now just think, if all of us are striving to be the best that we can be, amen, as we listen to this message, there are going to be some things that will automatically, amen, be closed off from us. There will be paths that we will refuse to take, amen? There will be things that we will refuse to do because we are striving to be the best that we can be. Amen. Amen. It's important for us to understand that. It's important for us to understand it because, you know, there's, there's peer pressure around. You know, people, young people, those of you who are in college and when you should be studying, your friends are going to want you to go to the party. You got to know that this ain't the time to go to the party. You got to know that. You got to know that. You know, you just got to know, uh-uh, I, 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 need to, I need to focus on what I'm here for. Yeah, I, I tell all of our young people who go to college, you're not going to party. I told my son the same thing. You're not going to party. I remember being in college, and some people, after I graduated, I went back a couple of years later, they were still playing spades. They went to school with me, but they never graduated because they forgot what they went to school for. Amen. It's not a time to get away from parents and have a good time. You can have a good time when the studying is done. And you can keep God in the midst. I didn't care that they called me Reb when I was in college. I didn't care they called me that. R-E-V, not R-E-B. <laughs> I was thankful that they could identify me as a Christian. I was thankful that all, even when I pledged, and I don't agree with pledging today, but even when I pledged, my fraternity brothers recognized me as a Christian. I wasn't ashamed of it. Amen? And I was glad. If it hadn't been for the Lord, I would have lost my mind. Are you understanding me? When I was going through stuff, if it had not been for the Lord, I would have lost my mind. But God kept me. Now, I'm going to be ashamed of God. I'm going to be ashamed that I could pray. No, 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 no. I'll never be ashamed of God. And now you can't pull me away from him. Are you understanding Amen. There's nothing in the nightclub for me. Amen. Are you understanding me? There's nothing at the poker parlor for me. Amen. There's nothing in, in, in another woman for me. I got a wife. Amen. Are you understanding me? I, I want us to hear good. Because sometimes we check out. We ought to stay checked in through the process. Anyway, so God speaks to Joshua. Y'all still in the house? You still checked in? Show me your key. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Am I communicating with anybody? Young people, am I communicating? Praise the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. So what does God say to Joshua? First of all, look at this. God says to Joshua, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all the people, to the land which I'm giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place uh, the sole of your foot will tread on, I've given you. As I said to Moses, all right? So, 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 <laughs> so God says, now, J Moses is dead, Joshua. Now it's time for you to get up. 
how do I apply that to my situation, okay? There are things that you're sitting down crying over. It's gone. It's spilt milk. It's water under the bridge. How many of you can get back that water that flowed under the bridge? It's going on down the stream. It's not coming back. Get up from where you are and go to where I need you to go. Stop crying over things that are finished. How many people are, 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 are depressed and downtrodden and still crying over what they missed, what they should have done? Oh, I should have did this, I should have. But baby, you can't get that back. You can't change things that have happened in the past. What you can do is affect your future positively. Amen. You can get up out of that despondent situation. Listen, apply this. Apply it to every situation in your life. Some things I don't want to say because some people will get offended, but, 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 but you got to apply it. I mean, you know, you don't keep going around the same mountain over and over and over again. After a while, you ought to look and say, oh, I passed this place before. I've seen this before. Not only does it look familiar, you know it. It don't just look familiar anymore. You know it. You know it well. Get up from there. There's somewhere I'm trying to take you. I have, I have plans for your life. I have purpose for you. So get up. Because you can't go forward sitting down, soaking. How many people have Fitbits? A tracker's on your phone. And they track your steps. How many people tracking their steps? How many people, how many people taking steps? <laughs> oh, bless the name of Jesus. Amen. That, that, that tracker does not work while it's sitting still. All night long, my phone is beside my bed. I can pick it up the next morning, and it's, it's at zero because I hadn't done anything. Hadn't gone, hadn't, it, hadn't, it wasn't in my pocket when I was going to the, to, the, to, the, to the bathroom, so it didn't even track those few steps. But I got to put it in my pocket, and I got to get up and move. And when I get up and move, it starts tracking my, my steps. And at the end of the day, when I want to see how many steps I've made, I can go back and check it. But if I sit still, nothing happens. Nothing happens. So if I'm going to be the best person that I can be, I got to get up from where I am. I got to stop crying about what I've done wrong. I got to stop crying about who did wrong to me. You know, Charles Stanley said this morning, he said, you know, stop crying about they shouldn't have did that to me. He said, the truth is, they probably should have did that and more. No, people say, I don't deserve that. He said, the truth is, you probably deserve that and more too. Ooh. 
I know it's a tough pill to swallow. Mm, mm, mm. God says, before I formed you in the belly, I knew you. Before you came forth from the womb, I'd ordained you already a prophet for the nations. He said that to Jeremiah. We're going to apply that to us. Then he says, I know the thoughts that I have for you. Thoughts to prosper you. Thoughts that are good. Thoughts that are not evil. Listen, listen to me good. We missed this. Who has evil thoughts toward you? Satan. God has no evil thoughts toward you. There are people who are angry with God today about things that happened in their lives. And they cannot move forward because they think God did them wrong. God will never do you wrong. His thoughts towards you are good only and not evil. He'll never do you wrong. There's no wrong in God. How can he do you wrong? The thing is, you ought to get up out of your sullenness and ask God to forgive you and submit yourself to the will of God. Because while you're in control of your life and you're saying this hasn't happened, that hasn't happened, you know, God didn't do this for me, God did that for somebody else, you have not submitted to the will of God for your life. And if you can ever get to the point that you surrender and say, yes, Lord. Now, it doesn't mean that, that, that bad things are not going to happen, but it means that you trusted God in the midst of your struggles. And you're waiting on God to to accomplish all that he wants to accomplish in your life. So in the midst of life's struggles, God says, you need to get up. You need to see that, that I have good plans for you, not evil, not bad. God is not trying to bitch, put you in a bad financial situation. Let me talk about finances for a minute. Amen. Because, you see, you know, see, we, we are struggling financially, you know, and we're wondering, how in the world am I going to get out of this? How come I can't have uh, the American dream? Have you stopped and looked at how you manage your own finances? You know, I'm going to say this. And I don't mean this against anybody sitting in here. Because a whole lot of people could get mad at me for saying this. So if you take this as me personally attacking you, that's on you. You're going to miss everything else I said. All right? It's hard enough for a daddy and a mama married, living in a house together to take care of children. So it is more difficult when you are alone. Financially, and we don't think about this. You know, it's so that boy that loved you so much and won't put a ring on your finger, won't get an apartment to put you in, won't even get a mobile home to put you in and think enough of you to take you at least to the, to the you, he could come to the pastor because I marry you, you know, if I counsel you first, but won't take you to the courthouse, amen, so you can say I do.
Now you got a baby in the house. Thank God for grandmamas. Now, I don't mean any harm. I just, we need to think. It's hard. And then we look in our communities and we wonder why we're suffering. Then you're young, you ain't finished partying, and now grandmama, somebody got to step in and babysit while you stay out there and party. And then you start getting depressed. Don't get older and you thought you had the baby because the baby was going to love you and the baby started his own life. And ain't got time for you no more. And that man ain't got time for you no more. But that's not the only situation. You know, you can't live above your means. You can't go out to eat all the time. You mean you got to have enough common sense to know that, that you need to take a peanut butter and jelly sandwich to work with you until time gets better. Because times will get better. Tell your neighbor, times will get better. If you manage stuff right, times will get better. Lord didn't say we wouldn't go through, but the Lord said he'll be with us in the midst of the struggle and he will bring us out. He will bring us through. He's committed to bringing us over and above our struggles and our trials. So my thoughts toward you are good only and not evil. Now, secondly, in life struggles, God says, as you're becoming the best you can be, I am with you. So God says to Joshua, he says, as I was with Moses, so will I be with you. God wants to be with us. Get it through your mind. Get it through your brain. Get it through your skull. God wants to be with you. He does. He wants to walk with you. He wants to guide you. He wants to lead you. He wants to teach you. You are not alone on this journey. You have the sovereign God. The almighty God, the almighty God who says, I want to be with you. I want you to be my child. I want to be your God. Are y'all listening? He wants to be with you. Please, y'all. If we feel like God is not with us, it's not God's fault. God says, I will never leave you, nor will I forsake you. Isaiah 48 and 17, God says, I am the Lord your God who teaches you the prophet, who leads you by the way you should go. I am. I know he said it to Israel, but he said it to us. Emmanuel means what? God with us. Yeah. But he says to Joshua, listen to what he says to Joshua. He says, only be strong and of good courage. Only be strong and of good courage. Put your hand somewhere on your head. Put it on your head. Your head needs this. Say, my head needs this. Say, me, only be strong and of good courage. Only be strong and of good courage. Only be strong. And of good courage. 
You know what's going to help me in this process? God is with me. He is my strength. Strength like no other. He is my strength. And out of his strength, he says, be strong and of good courage. Why do I need courage? Joshua, why do these people need courage? Why do the Israelites need courage? Well, you know, you know the story of them going into the promised land, right? Where they sent spies out, they brought a report back, and they said, it's a good land, flowing with milk and honey. We brought back this big cluster of grapes between us. But the people in the land are like giants. God says, only be strong. You got some giants in your life? God says, only be strong. Listen to me. You got some giants in your mind? God says, only be strong and of good courage. There's some stuff telling you, you can't do this. You can't accomplish that. You can't, uh, uh, you can't uh, uh, apply for that job. You can't work there. God says, only be strong and of good courage. Only be strong and of good courage. Only be strong and of good courage. What stops people? Fear. God says, only be strong and of good courage. If fear grips your heart, if fear grips your mind, you will not do the things that you ought to do. Only be strong and of good courage. When you're trying to overcome temptation, God says, only be strong and of good courage. When the feelings arise, God says, only be strong and of good courage. When the temptations come, God says, only be strong and of good courage. So, 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 Pastor, what are you saying? God says, when you take the stand to be strong, then I stand up in you. Paul says, I had a thorn in my flesh, and I sought the Lord. Three times to take it away. God says, my grace is sufficient for you. For in your weakness, my strength is made perfect. My strength is shown as being perfect. God wants to stand up in you. Glory to God. God wants to be your muscle. Amen. God wants to be your wisdom. Amen. God wants to be your power. God wants to be your strength. But he needs to see you standing up, making up your mind. I'm going to be strong. I'm going to face this. You know, you know, there have been times, I remember some times that you know, I would just look at people, and I'm sharing this, this is going to help somebody. I remember a particular person joined uh, church one time, and they were coming, not here, uh, but at Fishing Creek, and they were coming, and I saw that person, and he looked mean, just looked mean, and I said, mm, that's going to be a hard person to reach, but I was judging it from my own mind, and when I finally found, got a chance to sit down and talk to the person, found out they were not mean at all. You see, some people have a persona about themselves that's a defense mechanism, all right? Yes, good music. So it's a defense mechanism. Yeah, that's why I got to keep on listening to me. I heard the music too. Yeah. Defense mechanism. 
We've all done that. Yeah, it happens. And so you can't judge with your natural mind. If I say, if I say, I want to see Sister Bowell in my office after church. Oh Lord, what have I done now? <laughs> my bishop, my bishop want to see me in his office. She's not the only one. <laughs> want to see her to bless her with $10,000. But we perceive things. Thoughts start coming up in our minds, you know, and then our courage and our strength begins to fail us. Gotta let God stand up in you. Young people, you in college, you're facing a tough professor. And everybody telling you all of these negative things about that professor. But you need some help. You don't, listen, you don't need to listen to what they're telling you about the professor. You need to pray and ask God. And they say, God, open up a door for me to go in and talk to this professor. I don't know what I'm going to say, but God, you said if I open my mouth, you speak for me. So I'm, I'm praying that you arise up in me so I can go and talk. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Fear will stop you, but God is with you, and God says, be strong. For you to be the best person that you can be, you got to be strong, and you got to have good courage and know that God is with you. Oh, let me run on here to the end of this. Praise the name of Jesus. I told you I was going to be up about an hour. Amen. <laughs> finally, and this is so critical. I say finally, but this is so critical. This is so critical. Amen. Amen. Another thing you got, listen to me. Look, 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 look. God says to Joshua, are y'all with me? Y'all at the scripture? He says to Joshua, he says, only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. Be successful. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. And then he caps that by saying, have I not commanded you? God has commanded the word. God has commanded a blessing over your life. People, people miss this. Are y'all listening? We won't observe to do what the book says. We think... And I am not discounting education. You know that I am not discounting education because I'm an educated person. I believe in education. It is critical. But my education, my teachers, my instructors, those books do not supersede the word of God. Amen. Unless you got to say sanctified, Holy Ghost filled instructor. I ain't talking about one that joined the church. 
there's a difference. You need somebody that's filled with the Holy Spirit, that is led by the Holy Spirit, who's going to speak the truth according to the Word of God. Then you, you take your education with a grain of salt. You know, it's like eating fish. You got to eat the meat and throw away the bones. But you elevate the Word of God above all of that. Are you understanding what I'm saying? God says if you're going to be successful, you got to do it my way. And the only way you're going to do it my way is that you get in this book. I tell you what, it just kind of turns something in me when I know people ain't reading the Word of God and they're talking about what God said. They're not even in the Bible. They don't read it. They go to church once a year and they get something, they heard something in the street and don't let them get a little bit of uh, lightning juice in them and then they go to the Bible and start talking about what the Bible said. They have not studied the Bible. They don't know how to rightly divide the Word of God. They're not regular students of the Word of God. Are you all listening to me? Those of you all who never pick up your Bible. And all you get is what I preach on Sunday morning. There is much, 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 much more. You want your life to be better. You want to be the best person you can be in life. You've got to get in this Word. And you got to do what it says. The Bible says, be doers of the word and not hearers only. You got to do it. Got to do it. You say, Pastor, I don't have time to come to Bible study. Oh. Mm. I won't even respond. Some people work and some people are not. Some people, when they don't have time to go to Bible study because they're working or they're sick, when they got time, they don't come. They don't even buy the book and study the book so they can come and ask questions. They don't have money to buy the book, but they got money to get the hair done and get the nails done. Hair, all right, if you want to get it done, but then you go buy some fingernail polish that costs a dollar, how much? A dollar and paint your own fingernails. You up in there giving it. I know you're helping the economy, but, but the... I'm not discriminating, but you're giving those folk your, your dollars. They ain't paying your tithes. I was going to tell y'all that earlier. Those of y'all who are not tithing, y'all need to come on and help the rest of us. Just come on. Y'all just need to come on and help the rest of us. Stop robbing God. There are bills that have to be paid. The ministry has to go on. And you're taking your money, going to the beach and, 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 and doing all this other stuff. Pay your tithes. Support the ministry. You want to be the best you can be? Y'all need to tell those people. I know we talk about those folk that are charging people for having funerals and what have you, but I'm going to start charging folk. You don't come to church, you don't pay your tithes, don't ask me to marry you without you putting up a fee. Don't say I'm your pastor, you're going to pay my fee. Amen? If you're not paying the tithes, bringing the tithes so that my salary is taken care of, there is a fee for you. Amen. You want to use the building as a feed for you. Somebody shout feed. It comes from the book. Bring the tithes and the offerings into the storehouse. 
do everything else you want to do. Won't buy the book for Sunday school. Won't do it. I know, I know y'all don't like it, but that's okay. I just got to tell you the truth like it is. At least buy the book, you know. If, if you got to study. You got to study this. God says, if you observe to do all that's in the book, then I will make your way prosperous. I will command the blessing. He didn't say, I will command the blessing because you think about the word sometimes. And all you know is the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Come on, don't get mad, get glad. Say, I'm going to do better. That's why you need a church that teaches the word of God. Amen. You don't need to be out there thinking you can do this alone. I know people judge folk in the church all the time. But I told you before, there's no sense of me looking at the hospital. I'm sick. And I ride by Piedmont every day. And I need to be in the hospital. I ain't going in the hospital. Everybody that's sick. Come on. Come on, saints. Come on, saints. Some things just don't make sense. of sin and come short of the glory of God. I know that we should set a better standard and many of us are setting a better standard but none of us are perfect. I will not stay away from the house of God because there are imperfect people in the house of God. I need to be under the word. I need to be sitting under the word. I need to be making my way. I need to be pressing my way and I'm, I'm done. I, I, I got to finish this and let y'all go so you can eat your Mother's Day dinner. Amen. <laughs> I need to be pushing so I can get to the house of God or get in a Bible study. I need to be pushing so I can get the material so I can study and know and ask questions. The Bible says in all you're getting, get an understanding. But it is, it is a sad commentary on the body of Christ because a whole lot of us do not know the word. So how can God prosper you? In all of your ways, he wants to prosper us. He wants to prosper us. He wants us to be the best person that we can be. We got to do it his way. You can listen to the world's way, but the world's way never works. It never works. You're not going to do this without God. You might get a whole lot of money doing it the world's way, being crooked and you know, deceitful and undermining. People say it's a dog-eat-dogs world. You know, there's a lot of evil out there in the world. You got to do this God's way. God wants to make our way prosperous. My goodness. God wants to make our way prosperous. Y'all listening? He says to Joshua, get up. Go across to Jordan. Lead these people. He said, as I was with Moses, I'll be with you. He says, only be strong and of good courage. He says, don't let this word depart from your mouth. Meditate in it. So let's turn it around. Learn the word. <clears throat> Meditate in it. 
It'll be in your mouth so that you can speak the word of God. Situations and circumstances, the word of God will change things. It'll turn things around. Now you speak the word in situations. God says, I will make you prosperous. I will make you successful. It's so easy because we're trained in our minds to do it the way we learn from the world, and we just give God just a little bit of time. We got to give God more time. We got to get in the presence of God. We have to get in his word, and his word has to saturate our minds. 